It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross, yes! Touchdown! Did he get it? Hey, what's going on? Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Full Court Press here on 106.9 The Fan. Uh, we had we have a little bit of basketball sprinkled in, some high school hoops as uh, basketball season getting underway. We had a Skyview game last night, Skyview and Box Elder, and uh, the, the Bobcats taking care of the Bees last night here on The Fan. Uh, we've got Green Canyon playing tonight and uh, Bear River playing tonight. So Green Canyon hosting Juan Diego. That'll be on 100.9. Light FM, new play-by-play guy over there. Be Cade Forrest, be our new voice for Green Canyon for boys basketball. And a new voice for Bear River for basketball as well. It'll be Trent Carter as Bear River takes on Morgan. That'll be on 104.9, the ranch in Box Elder County. So a couple of high school hoops games going on. The, of course, the Bear River, they're hosting their own uh, basketball tournament. So a bunch of games happening there in Tremonton. Um, and a couple other teams are heading south uh, for some tournaments in St. George. Well, in southern Utah, Skyview is going to be at Pineview for the next couple of days. Ridgeline and Mountain Crest are at Cedar. Uh, we're working on trying to get some some of these games on the on the air, get these games covered. Uh, we're working through some staff shortages in St. George uh, right now, trying to figure out uh, personnel. But we're, we're going to try to get some of these games on uh, best that we can over these next couple of days because I know many of you can't get there and, and uh, follow along. So uh, we will let you know as soon as we do find out. But uh, for us today, it's a Would You Rather Wednesday. A couple questions that we've thrown out there on a Would You Rather Wednesday. Would you rather Team USA make it to the semifinals in the World Cup or have the Utah Jazz in the semifinals in the NBA playoffs, which would mean... Western Conference Finals. Uh, And then the other question for me was, uh, would you rather have the Aggies face an excited G5 school who maybe doesn't get to very many bowl games uh, in their upcoming bowl game or face kind of a disappointed or a a a P5 school kind of on a down year in the bowl game? Um, And so those are some of the uh, would you rather questions that we had uh, last hour to discuss. Uh, got a couple of texts coming through. Love to get your reactions. 435-339-0321. Uh, coming up here in a little bit, we'll be speaking with the head coach of the Utah Tech Trailblazers men's basketball team. They're in town to take on the Utah State Aggies tomorrow. And uh, head coach, he's a former Aggie himself. So we'll get some of his recollections of playing and uh, going up against his alma mater. So that should be interesting. But getting to our full court press uh, text line, couple of texts that came through uh, the tail end of last hour. 9315 texting in. Remember when the Aggies were so excited to play in a bowl game? 
The player tried to get the NCAA to let them in a second uh, in the same year. Oh, that's right. Uh, there was a bowl. So the Aggies went to a bowl game, and there was another bowl game. Where was it played? Like in Florida? Or was it Jamaica? I can't remember where it was. But one of the teams couldn't make it, and I don't remember why they couldn't make it. And there was some thought, speculation, that Utah State might be a, a potential replacement team. They'd be willing to fly across the country to play in a second bowl game. Wasn't that 2018? Was it that recent? I remember it happening, Which and I uh, took a break. I wasn't as involved in Utah State sports much from like 2013 to 2016. So I'm, yeah, I don't. You're, I think you're right. It wasn't in the first time the Aggies went bowling, but it was, it was in the within the last couple of years, and uh, there was a team, and I don't remember why they couldn't go. But there was a lot of talk that Utah State could be a potential replacement because they uh, were just that excited to keep playing. And it might have been 2019 since that year they were in an earlier bowl. That was the that was the Frisco Bowl, I believe. So they were in an early one, so that they were like more viable in that way. Whereas twenty eighteen, I think the New Mexico Bowl, I don't know if that one was very early in the. I can't remember if that one's an early bowl or not. There was one year where Utah State played in a. It wasn't a sanctioned NCAA bowl, so actually they played a bowl game, and the team they faced went on to play another bowl game. This was back in like 1947. So they played Pacific, and they lost to Pacific. And Pacific then went on to play in a second bowl game, mm. and they won that one too. So this is also the reason why I've said that whatever Utah State, how many, however many bowls they claim to have gone to, the official number is one. I think they say 16. So in reality, it's only 15. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, a couple more texts coming through. Uh, four seven eight one. Um, that bowl game happened because of COVID, right? Didn't the team have to drop out because they all had COVID? I know. I think it was. I thought it was earlier, not just last year. I, I thought this was a few years ago. But I know a couple of you are texting in saying, "Guys, wasn't this just last year?" Eight nine six eight two nine six five. Maybe I'd have to – I'm trying to do some quick Googling. I thought it was earlier, a couple years ago. Uh, but 8968 also saying, Utah State Aggies do not have a, a good bowl game record against the New Mexico State Aggies in bowl games. They've lost two times. Once was coached by uh, John Ralston. Yeah, they, uh, they're 0-2 in bowl games against New Mexico State. Uh, so, yeah, I just – Googling, yeah, it was – Last year. It was last year. Okay. 2021. For some reason, I thought it was a few years back, but uh, 4781, COVID started in 2020, bruh. Yes, I know. But for, <laughs> th- for some reason, I thought there was another team that had to cancel for another reason. There really weren't bowl games in 2020. Um, and there were some teams that, uh, yes, did miss bowls appearances because of COVID last year. But... Okay, if it was last year, uh, I'm uh, very believable. Yeah, there's a news article about it. Um, Texas A&M had to withdraw for 
COVID-19 issues. I don't think the bowl ended up being played. Or maybe they might have just brought up a 5-7 and seven team. I can't remember what they ended up doing. 1570. For some reason, it seems like last year when Utah State was being talked about going to a second bowl, I think it was something to do with COVID. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think you guys are probably right. Well, that's what this, I was just literally reading a news article about it. So, yeah. And that Utah State was a potential replacement team? Uh, I don't think they were ever seriously considered. It was just something that some Utah State players did. And I don't even think Utah State, like the, uh, the, Athletics department was ever on board with it. I don't think they ever seriously considered it themselves. Uh, there was I remember just a- this because it started being discussed, but at that time, by the time this started to come up, Utah State had done their game and players were already starting to head home. And the concern was it would be too hard to get everybody back to campus to start prepping for another bowl where everybody had already scattered. Yeah. And logistically it was – that's right. It's coming back to me now. Yeah, it was it was a grassroots thing that was just never going to catch on because it had no institutional support. And, yeah, it was logistically impossible. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. My my mind thinks it was you concede, <laughs> farther, farther away than that. But you I know. mean, my first guess was 2018, so it's not like I was any closer. <laughs> But now it's coming back to me now. Give me enough time and enough coming back. His, his, old, his old man brain can eventually uh, <laughs> catch up to it. Uh, 4781 says the Gator Bowl did end up happening. Rutgers replaced Texas A&M. Yes, yeah, so that's right. I, I thought I remember they actually did find a replacement team. But I can't remember if Rutgers was actually bowl eligible. I wanted to say they weren't. I could probably look this up. Well, uh, so... For those who are just joining us and weren't with us in the first hour, I'll, I'll pose the same question to you. When it comes to the bowl game, would you rather face a, a, a team that's really excited to be there because they don't get many bowl opportunities and you're probably a G5 school, or would you rather face somebody from a Power 5 conference who's maybe in a bit of a down year and kind of disappointed to be going to the bowl, which they're going to? which also may have guys skipping the bowl game to prepare for the NFL draft. Yeah, and I went more with the disappointed P5 team because we've had way too much history losing to the excited G5 team. (laughs) We've already brought up New Mexico State, who beat the Aggies back in the 60s, did it again in 2017. 2019, Utah State loses uh, to a team that had won their first ever bowl game. 2014? or maybe 2015, um, they lost to Akron in, I forget which bowl it was, but it was Akron's first ever bowl win. That's probably the potato bowl. Yeah, it might have been. I have a, one point I wrote in like a, it was back for the Statesman, an entire history of Utah State's bowl games, which I will probably do again. Sneak peek to something that will probably come out in early December. (laughs) The, uh, Totally not ripped off of my own previous work with a different <laughs> company. My, uh, of course, it'll be updated because there's like two there's new bowls that have to be added. There's new material. So uh, we'll have some new material there. And and uh, the comprehensive history of Utah State's, I'll include all 15 previous bowls, including the one that doesn't count. The unsanctioned bowl. Uh, you'll get to hear the history of that. 
Yeah, and see, I would contend that I'd probably rather see the two excited G5 schools square off because it'll be a better bowl game. Yeah, you're thinking of it as like as a football fan, though. I'm thinking of this from a practical Utah <laughs> State needs to win standpoint because I agree with you on the good football. I, I do. Um, in fact, the 2018 uh, New Mexico Bowl was ruined because it was going to be that. It was uh, like an 11-2 and or maybe a 10-3 and North Texas team against – uh, you know, 10 and 2 or whatever, you know, there are a couple of 10 win G5 teams going up against each other in the New Mexico Bowl. And then North Texas had like their star wide receiver was out. I think their linebacker went out who had like 100 plus tackles and like 10, maybe even like 18 tackles for loss and something like that. And then their quarterback went out early in the game because his hamstring acted up and he couldn't, he like, he like couldn't even walk. You know, there was a play where there was a bad snap and he couldn't even hobble after the ball in desperation. That was how bad his hamstring was or whatever it was. So that was supposed to be the kind of game you're talking about, but it got ruined. And then Utah state, you know, blew the doors off of North Texas in that game. So obviously for football and for, you know, the weirdos who like to tune in from wherever to watch the, we'll say Frisco bowl in the middle of bowl season, they'll certainly probably want to see a good matchup, which would be two G5 teams. But in terms of the Aggies winning, there's a different line of logic. So we're working from two different lines of logic, obviously. <laughs> yes. Um, as far as what we'd pick. Yes. A um, couple more texts on this topic coming through. Uh, you'll have to get to those because i got to get our guests lined up here. So anyway. All right, so these two texts? Yes. Um, so we have... Um, uh, did I get to? Did we get to eight nine six eight? Did we get to his? Uh, no. Okay, so we'll start with that one. Uh, eight nine six eight said, "I would prefer to play a good team, so it means something if they win." And that's that's certainly be something. I think I have a bit of a would you rather. And that, and I'll I'll say that, and then I'll get to these two texts. And that is, you know, would you rather go to one of these smaller time bowls? Maybe and it doesn't really apply to this season at all. This is more of a philosophical, theoretical type thing. Like, would you rather go to a decent bowl? Let's say maybe the L.A. Bowl or the Potato Bowl or just a a decent bowl. You have a decent season. You finish it off with a win in a small bowl. Get a small payout. Or would you rather go to a bigger bowl, maybe even like almost a New Year's Six Bowl, but get the doors beaten off of you by some P5 school? Like, like, would you, would you rather get absolutely blown the heck out in a, in a top level bowl, or win, you know, a small scale bowl, finish off a nice season? Because obviously losing the big bowl really bad, you almost feel like you have to forget that because you end a good season on a sour note. But like last year, you end with a win on the L.A. Bowl. No one remember that that uh. You know, that, that season for years, even though it wasn't that big of a bowl, which based on their unwillingness to uh, disclose their payout means they're probably embarrassed by how little money they give up. Well, they got a lot of expenses. They're yeah. still trying to recover. It's like whatever money yeah. is in Jimmy Kimmel's pocket, that's your payout. <laughs> Shake him loose. Uh, all right, we're going to step aside from our would you rather questions in bowl games and talk some hoops. Let's talk some basketball. Uh, Utah State Aggies preparing to take on Utah Tech. Uh, the Trailblazers making their trek north. 
uh, to take on Utah State in Logan. Um, and uh, their head coach, John Judkins, joins us now here on the Full Court Press. Coach, thanks for your time tonight. No, no problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, I, I guess really the, the first biggest question I have to start out with is you played for the Aggies way back when. Uh, and yeah. for those who uh, may not know, uh, tell us about the time where you were here in Logan playing for Utah State. Yeah, I played there uh, with uh, Coach Rod Tula was my coach. And uh, it was from 80, what was it, 85 to 88. Um, we were in the PCAA back then. It's changed a lot. Um, but yeah, loved loved my experience there playing, and and uh, we did some really good things. Went to the NCAA tournament, just just a lot of fun. So I was uh, the first time I've been back since uh, you know since I played there. We were we were scheduled to play a couple of years ago, but then the COVID hit, and we we couldn't uh, we couldn't play uh, the Aggies, and so uh, this is the first time back. We're excited. Yeah, so I was gonna ask, kind of ask because obviously this is the first ever meeting between Utah Tech and the Aggies. Um, and I was wondering if you'd ever, because uh, this isn't you know your only you know, coaching stops. So I was kind of wondering if you'd uh, ever coached against the Aggies before. But I guess if, these, if this is your first time, like what's it like yeah. finally you know in a long coaching career to finally coach against the team that you played for? Uh, it'll be fine again. I know it's the first time doing it, so we'll find out. But uh, no, I, when I graduated at Utah State, then I went to a junior college, Snow, Snow College, and I was there for. 16 something years and then um and then i went to dixie dixie uh, state as a junior college and then we went to division two and then now we're going to our third year at uh at the division one level and then we changed our name this year to utah tech so again you're right we i haven't played i've seen many games at utah state i still follow them and, and love to see how they do and wish them always the best except tomorrow night uh but uh but it's good it's 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 gonna be fun to come back. It's changed. The city has changed a lot. It's grown. It's there's a lot of new things that uh, that I didn't have when we were here. I mean, A and W was our big place to go after a game and get a big Aggie. But uh, it's changed. It's changed a, fun, a lot of things. But I, I'm still excited to go play in the in the spectrum and get some things done. So my quick follow up has to be: uh, How many times have you said Dixie State? Um, when you're <laughs> yeah, many to times. <laughs> I did it. Uh, in fact, I'm getting better now because. I used to always say we come out of the timeout or something and say, hey, let's go Dixie on three. But somehow it's, it's Blazers on three or Trailblazers or whatever else. So it's, it's kind of weird. It ha- happened to me when I left Snow, too. The first thing I said in my timeout was go Badgers, you know. So it's it's kind of it's different, but we're getting used to it. And, and uh, I think it's done a great job with doing the change in name and the logo and the many different things. And now we just got to get people to know uh, who we are. Yeah, it has been a, a lot of change over the last few years, and I just wanted to ask kind of what that's been like for you and, and for your team, making that adjustment, uh, playing at a, at a higher level, going to some really interesting venues, too, that maybe you yeah. wouldn't normally get into before. But what's that transition been like, and what have you seen so far in these first few years uh, playing at this new level? Well, it's hard. There's no question. It's, uh, you think a step up, it's a lot tougher. Um you know, again, uh, Dixie State back in the day was it really one of the top junior colleges in the in the, in the nation, and and uh, it was great. And we did that we did the best we could there. And we went to the Division Two stuff, and and that was it took us a year or two to get it going there. We did our first year, my first year's Division Two, we weren't in a conference, um, and so we played anybody, anytime, anywhere. That was kind of our logo, our motto, and. 
And we did. Out of the 26 games that first year, 22 of them were on the road. Um, it was it was brutal, but uh, you know it was a way for us to get started for the four year stuff, and then the following year we joined the Pac West, which is the Hawaii schools and a lot of California schools, and and that turned out to be a really good thing for us, good move for us, and we won that conference I think uh, five times, uh, four or five times, and then and then uh, our football team decided to go into the RMAC, and uh, our president thought, hey, if we're going to do that, why don't we have all sports go to the RMAC League? And so we jumped from there to the RMAC and played there for two years in that league and won that league once, uh, tied for tied for second first year in this our last year. We won. We were champions of that conference. And then our president called and said, hey, we're going to go to Division One and we're going to go in the WAC. And so there we go. So it was, it's a lot different. Like I said, this is our third season. Really, last year was our really our first year that we actually saw, saw because the first year was a COVID year. And we, we did the, uh, you play the same team twice back to back a Friday night and a Saturday night. And so we didn't get to see, uh, how good the whack was or the travel or where we played and all that. So this last year was our first year that we actually did that. Uh, we feel the WAC is a great conference for us, and, and it's really grown um, with with adding some football teams in there because at first we only had us in New Mexico State were the only ones who had football. And and so now there's there's a lot more of that, but the teams they added are really good in basketball too. So it's changed a lot a lot of things. It's, it's tough. There's no question about it, but I love, I love where we're going. We're making progress. We're making, taking little steps to get where we need to be, but uh, – you know, like you said, the last couple of years we've played in Gonzaga, where I, you know you never thought of going there and playing there. And then this year we had an opportunity to go play in Arizona, um, and now they're a fourth-ranked team in the nation, and they're, they're really, really good. And uh, now we get a chance to come up here and play play the Aggies, which uh, they're five and zero, and they're they're a very good team, and they shoot the ball extremely well, especially from the three-point area. So it's going to be going to be a challenge for us but we love we love this this is what we did it for and and we hope we just can get better and better every day so you, you mentioned being able to play some uh some big time teams you know being in a smaller conference sometimes these teams want to play you in non-conference or host sure. you guys yeah. like what are some of the more memorable uh teams you've been able to play against i mean you mentioned a couple are there any others that have you know really stuck well, out play- to you and yeah, well, this year it's been crazy. Last year we played, uh, like I said, we played Gonzaga at Gonzaga, and then we played USC at USC. Um, and then this year we played, we had a crazy week a couple of weeks ago. We played Washington at Washington, then Arizona at Arizona, and then um, Idaho at Idaho. And before that we played uh, Nevada, who was also 6-0. and And uh, we played, that was our first game out of the block. So, so we've we've played some really good teams and and um, you know we got Weber State on Saturday too, which they're not they're, they're going to be solid as well. So we're, we're playing some really good teams preseason, and that that's what we want. You know, we want to the reason why you do those is to get better and get ready for conference play. And and with us, with our the WAC, right now they're only taking one team one team into the NCAA tournament. That's the championship of your tournament. And so we want to do all we can to uh, to prepare for our league and, and win that tournament. That's the only way we're going to get in. But we're still on one more year of probation uh, for the NCAA tournament. We can go to other tournaments, but we just can't go to the NCAA tournament for at least another year. But we get to play in the WAC tournament this year uh, if we make it, um, which is something that our guys – 
are really, really excited to be a part of. Um, the last couple of years, we kind of knew when our last game was going to be, uh, where now we don't. It's like, hey, if we can make it to the tournament, we can keep playing as long as we keep playing well and winning. So, so something that will keep motivating our guys, and, and we're, we're excited for it. Again, we're talking to John Judkins, head coach for the Utah Tech Trailblazers, who are in town to face the Aggies tomorrow night in the spectrum. And, Coach, let's talk about your team this year. I mean, you've had uh, – you've you told a lot of the games that you've already played, but uh, you've you've played well against, uh, like, Cal State Northridge, a team that gave Boise State fits earlier this uh, – just last week or a week and a half ago. Uh, Cal State Fullerton, you, you uh, picking up a win there, a win on the road at Idaho. Uh, what are you seeing so far out of your team this year and how they're coming together? Yeah, you've had some tough – road games, but you've also picked up some uh, wins against some pretty decent competition as well. Yeah, we've only had one, one home game, uh, and that was against Northridge, like you said, and, and we played them last year at their place, and, and uh, it was good to have them to come in ours. So that was a big a big game for us. That was our second game we played, and then we've been on the road for the last two or three weeks. So it'll be nice to get back home, but um, but you're right. We're, we're playing better. We're getting better. Um, I, I just want to get a 40-minute game. I mean, we played good against Washington the first half. Uh, we were ahead at halftime, played really well. And then the second half, we just kind of had some some letdowns defensively, and then we missed a lot of shots. And then, you know, Arizona, they just, they popped us right from the start. They were really, really good. And then, you know, Idaho, I thought we jumped out and got up and played really, really well, shot the ball really well, and hung on there to, to win that one. And then, uh, like I said, the Fullerton game was a big one for us. Um, you know, we we finally started making shots, and and you know we lost to North uh, North Dakota the day before. We we shot like eighteen percent from the three. I mean, we just could not could not make shots. Um, you know, they're open shots. I was happy with them watching them on tape. But, you know, we got good looks. We just could not could not make a shot. When you don't make shots, your your chances of the winner are pretty slim. So that's one of the areas that, that we're really struggling with right now and trying to get better is just being more consistent uh, on our shooting and getting in the gym and spending the time that we need. Because recruiting-wise, we, these guys all can shoot. We saw them in high school. We saw them in JUCO. Uh, it's just getting the confidence and getting them into our offense so they feel comfortable uh, shooting the ball. That's where I look at the Aggies, how comfortable and how much confidence they have in their in their outside shooting. I mean, they're shooting – 30, 35 foot threes. You know, they got a lot of confidence, and that's something that we got to try to get our guys to do the same. Is it hard to, uh, you know, you know, gauge where your team is at. You know, when these non-conference schedules, kind of the nature of a program like Utah Tech, you kind of have to play a murderer's row schedule. You know, yeah. five of seven on the road, a couple of top level programs. Is it hard to really gauge where you're at when you're playing such uh, such a tough schedule early on? Yeah, it's really hard. Um, and again, that's that's where you see it in the league. Um, it's, ha- it's helped us, you know, with with our, our we know our rotation a little bit. We're still changing starters and all that kind of stuff. We kind of got an idea of, you know, our eight nine guys who we're kind of kind of go finish with. Um, that part's been been good for the preseason. But um, you know, you don't you don't really know where you're at until you get into league play and say, okay, here we are. Because you, know, you can look, like you said, you can look at Northridge and you can look at. Washington, who beat Seattle the other night, who's in our who's in our conference, and you know we played them better than they did. And then you look, I mean, you can look at all those different things, but really it just comes down to your matchups. Um, but we don't really, you don't really know where you are until once league time starts, and we see, see you know, see where we finish or see where we go. But I, we're, we think we're doing the right thing, playing these tough teams, and we hope that this 
benefits us and gets us ready for for a whack sort of a whack conference. Uh, Cameron Gooden uh, having himself a, a solid season so far. I mean, he's had a, mm-hmm. a, a couple of games where he's north of twenty. I mean, he's your leading scorer, uh, rebounds the wall, ball seems well and distributes the ball. What, what do you see in him and the type of leader he is for you on the court? Uh, he's been a great leader for us. Um, more, you know, more as a leader example and put in the hard work. I mean, he's always one of the first guys here and the last guy to leave. You always hear that, but uh, you know, he really this is his third year with us with the COVID year, um, and so you know, we are on him a lot to be that leader, to be the guy to get us going and get things done. He's done a great job so far with that, and uh, you know, we got to a lot of new guys. We lost, we lost Hunter Schofield, who was our leading scorer last year, and made first team all whack, and it's it's always hard to to replace a guy like that, but Tanner. Christian Sink has come in from the uh, University of Idaho. We got him in the portal, and he's 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 done well for us. We're just trying to get used to him of what he's good at and where we can get him the ball. And he's so much different than than Hunter. Hunter was more of a stretch five, or almost a stretch four, where Tanner is strictly more of a back to the basket kind of guy, and he can face up and hit the shots, but not not yet like Hunter did. But that's something where we got two years to work with him on. On that, and then we have a lot of guys back too from last year that that know the roles, the roles, and we just got to get them, you know, get them going. And and uh, but again, uh, Cam's been these last seven games has been solid and has been our leader and has been our leading scorer, but also has been the guy in the court to get us in our stuff and do the things that we're doing. So I know on paper you guys don't have a ton of height or length, but you know, in, in talking with Coach Odom. Earlier today, he was he was praising you guys for you guys' you know ability to get rebounds and things like that. So, just tell me a little about your team's approach to to getting rebounds despite despite not being you know the you know, the tallest team in the country. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, you're right. We're not the tallest. Uh, you know, we play we played a team with with North Dakota. They their their three man was six five. Their point guard was six four. You know, we're we're not there yet. So. Um, but again, to me, rebounding—it's not how tall you are; it's it's the positioning, it's the effort, um, and that's that's one thing we've been really trying to push. Is say, you know, we got to crash the boards and we got to we got to give them only one shot. And if we, we we do that, then we always got a chance. We try to out rebound every team we play. That's one of our big goals. And I think when you out rebound a team, you you have a chance of beating them. And uh, and so that's something we focused on. I I don't think we do a great job, but. But other people are, are seeing that, and we, we are putting the effort into it. But I think we could do a lot better of keeping people off the glass and then also go get our, you know, get a second, third, fourth shot. So that kills teams where, you know, you get an extra possession here and there to, to score. It's always nice to have. John Dudkins, head coach of the Utah Tech Trailblazers. One last question for me, coach. Uh, this is courtesy of our friend Rod Zundel. <laughs> right, Rod. <laughs> and uh, he he reminded me earlier today that uh, you accomplished a rare feat in college basketball and oh, doing it on boy. your birthday, no less, a triple yeah. double uh, against Pacific. You got to tell us about that game on your birthday. <laughs> well, the reason why that came up is we were in uh, North Dakota, and one of our players, uh, Denzel had a birthday on Saturday, and he that was one of his best games this year so far, and so he. He kind of throw things. Have you ever played a game on your birthday and had a good game? And so that I, I told him that one, and and uh, you know I'll, I'll never forget that one. I know it's been in the it's been in the record books for a while here up at Utah State, and uh, but Spencer Nelson got one and to knock me off the list. But uh, you know I I do remember that against Pacific. It was a fun night for me, and and uh, yeah, I think I came off the bench in fact that night. 
Um, and, you know, to, to get something like that, it was, you know, at the time, you didn't think it was very neat, but now everybody brings it up. And it's, it's kind of like when I get done coaching, I think I'm going to look back and, you know, and say the wins I have or the things that we've done and how we've changed some programs. And I'll remember that more and more. But uh, it was a fun night and something I'll never, ever forget. Well, Coach, thanks for your time tonight. We do appreciate it. Uh, best of luck no uh, tomorrow. Uh, going yeah. back in that old gym where you used to play, and uh, and best of luck on the upcoming season for you, too. I appreciate it. Appreciate having you guys on. Yeah. All right, that's uh, Coach John Judkins, head coach for the Utah Trailblazers, uh, Utah Tech Trailblazers, just clarify, in town tomorrow night, uh, tipping it off at 7 o'clock in the Spectrum. A quick timeout. We'll be right back here on the Full Court Press. Hi, this is Jeff John, head golf professional at Logan River Golf Course. It's time once again for our annual holiday pass sale. We have all of our season passes as well as punch passes on sale at the lowest prices of the season. Adult and senior season passes, junior passes, adult and senior punch passes on sale. We have all of our merchandise in the shop on sale from 10 to 40% off. Hats, shoes, assorted clubs, men's and ladies wear, gloves, and of course golf balls which make great stocking stuffers. Happy holidays from all of us at the Logan River Golf Course. Play well, play fair play fast. Cycles and Sleds is hosting a huge three-day grand opening and snow show at their new location this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Stop by and see the brand new showroom at 3475 North Highway 91 in Hyde Park. There will be big discounts on motocross gear and snow gear during the grand opening. The new location means better selection on gear and additional service bays. That's the Cycles and Sleds grand opening snow show Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Find out more online at cyclesandsleds.com. Prodigy Brewing has so much appreciation and gratitude for the warm embrace Cache Valley has given us. We want to invite you to join us for Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Our Sunday-only brunch menu features sweet and savory options such as chorro French toast, chilaquiles, fried chicken egg sandwich, and a Bloody Mary bar. You also won't want to miss our hash browns. Whether you are out with the family or friends, Prodigy Brewing is the place to be in Cache Valley. Open seven days a week, located at 25 West Center Street in beautiful downtown Logan. You have to see it to believe it. The new Three Peaks Medical Plaza is Cache Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in the Three Peaks Medical Plaza in North Logan. The entire staff and doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and Three Peaks Medical Plaza, 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to cachevalleyent.com for details. Most insurance products, including Select men are accepted. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL, it's a pivotal Week 13 matchup between two playoff hopefuls as the NFC East-leading Philadelphia Eagles host the AFC South leaders, the Tennessee Titans. Hi, this is Chris Carino. Join Brian Baldiger and me for all the action as Jalen Hurts and the Eagles clash with Derrick Henry and the Titans. It's the Eagles and the Titans. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday morning, beginning at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. It's game time, and you're in the locker room ready to take the field. But suddenly, you notice a player you don't recognize. He's wearing your team's jersey, and he even knows your name. But you've never seen him before now. Would you trust this stranger with your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing scams work. And the first quarter of 2022 saw the highest volume of phishing attacks ever recorded. Protect your business with the Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT. Learn more at lesolson.com. 
Thermo Fisher Scientific is hiring for their manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse team. And that's great news for anyone seeking a rewarding career. Thermo Fisher offers positions across multiple shifts, competitive compensation, health benefits, paid time off, bonuses, and an excellent work environment. Help Thermo Fisher make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Visit jobs.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric France and Jason Walker. Really appreciate John Judkins joining us. Former Aggie, now head coach of uh, Utah Tech. Well, it's not just now. I mean, he's been there a long time. Yeah. Long time head coach with yeah. Utah Tech. Former uh, Aggie great. Averaged a whole 5.3 points per game. <laughs> but obviously. He has that know, triple-double. Yeah. Obviously, he was a contributor for three years on the team, so he wasn't a nobody. Not everybody can, you know be a star i mean john hartwell was a former basketball player and he averaged like three points per game his career. <laughs> he, he was just about a nobody his college career yeah, that's true he's obviously gone on to bigger and better things than just being a as an administrator yeah as an administrator than just being some guy on uh, the citadel a uh, bunch of texts coming through we'll get to those here four three five three three nine zero three two one some of these in relation to our would you rather question from earlier, 9758, give me the P5 team all day. Beating a brand outweighs who is or is not on the field. Okay. I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, it is usually nice. It feels better to beat an Oregon State than it does Buffalo. Yes. Unless it's the Buffalo Bills. Or in which Ohio. Case that would be. <laughs> or Ohio. Did we lose to Ohio? Uh, <laughs> or did we beat Ohio? Was that I the, don't remember. Was that the Chucky Keaton, the... Is that the one where, like, Kerwin had, like, 200 yards rushing or something? I don't know. Uh, 1570. Uh, a couple of texts here. Um, for some reason, it seems like last year when Utah State was being talked about going to second bowl. Okay, that's right. We read that earlier. But then added another one. Uh, if you're a player that's going to be drafted into the NFL, if you were not in the college football playoffs – I believe I would sit it out no matter what bowl I was in. So I guess this would be a would you rather play in a bowl game and possibly increase your draft spot but have the potential to worsen your draft spot uh, or injury, or would you rather sit it out and just be drafted? I think most people are showing their what, what they'd rather because most people are sitting out bowl games mainly because it's all risk, basically no reward. Because we mentioned you know, potentially raising your draft stock. You're not really raising your draft stock by playing in a bowl game. In one game. Yeah, there's a debate as to whether or not you'd want to sit out the playoffs. But that just looks so bad um, from you know an outside perspective that you have to play. Even though you're not raising your draft stock in the playoffs really that much. I mean, maybe you might. But teams are already going to have largely made up their minds on you, at least based off, like, or they may not have made their minds up on you, but the film that will help them make up their minds is already out there. Yeah. So, because they'll do that research later, but it's not like you're going to put more out there that's going to change their minds. 
It's just the uh, the optics of skipping the playoffs are so bad that you have to be in the playoffs. Unless you're in a big bowl, pretty big-time bowl, with lots of extra eyeballs and lots on the line, um, yeah, I don't know that one extra game is going to change your draft trajectory one way or the other, uh, unless, of course, you do get hurt. Yeah, and so that's that's why people sit out. It's like there's very little reward and all the risk. And there's some people that are competitive enough they want to play and all power to them, but some people are making the objectively smart decision to sit out bowls, even though for the fans it's not any fun. But we have to understand where they're coming from. Yes. Uh, 4781, Jason, did you talk to Eric about having me and 9315 on the show? Lots of question marks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, they no, were, he did They not. were getting on me about that yesterday. I didn't bring <laughs> it up to you yet. Um, yeah, they're going to be about having, you know, because I mentioned, you know, you were, you were gone the back half of last show. Have somebody else filling in. No, I they, apologize. I've left, they're, I've they're, left you hanging a couple times. They were making a serious pitch to, like, you know, start a podcast and come on the show, which, you know, next time, Eric, you're going to miss a show, maybe maybe text one of these guys and tell them to come on. <laughs> there you go. Uh, 7994, would you rather listen to sports radio discussing whether two texters should be guest hosts? <laughs> <laughs> Or list a discussion of USU football uh, and basketball. <laughs> Great timing, seven nine nine four. Yeah, that. Thank <laughs> those you. Those texts were timed perfectly. Yes. Um. Yeah, because I had the entire plan. I was going to go through Utah State's non-conference schedule, which the article that will break down the the December schedule should be out. It's finished, so now it's up to Eric to publish. I <laughs> think uh, yeah, I actually hit publish before oh, did we came okay. out of the show. So it's up. You can go look at all my thoughts. I was going to run through that on the radio yesterday, and then I got distracted, so I didn't do it. So uh, we have I think, time I, tomorrow. I think some people may not be happy with the fact that I was going to give a full breakdown of the schedule, and I ended up talking about <laughs> sports ra- talking about sports radio, the subject. <laughs> All right, we got more texts coming through. Love to hear from you. 435-339-0321. For those who spend their time outside, find the gifts that go at Cash Honda Yamaha. ATVs, side-by-sides, motorcycles, and all the accessories to go with them. Fox and fly riding gear, casual wear, helmets. In fact, Cash Honda Yamaha has all helmets on sale now. Plus goggles, gloves, hats, riding gear, and heated grips. Even ATV and UTV snowplows. The gifts that go are found at Cash Honda Yamaha. Yamaha at the Light in Hyde Park. As a small business, achieving your financial goals and ambitions can be a steep and rocky mountain to climb. This is Brett Green, president of Cash Valley Bank. To conquer this mountain and achieve your goals, it takes planning, hard work, and discipline. At Cash Valley Bank, we have the resources, expertise, and flexibility to help you scale your way to success. Give us a call. Let's work together and climb the mountains that await. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Tis the season, and if you're getting engaged, bring that special someone to S.E. Needham Jewelers. You'll love our extensive selection of beautiful engagement rings. Also, you'll select a diamond from Utah's largest selection of loose diamonds. You'll find a unique ring at an affordable price with diamonds direct from Antwerp, Belgium at internet pricing. It just doesn't get better. And you may also take advantage of our 12-month interest-free financing. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. 
It's never too cold or wet to get rid of that old vehicle. Now is the time to earn extra cash for the holidays by calling DD Auto and Salvage. Let them pay you for that junk vehicle. DD Auto and Salvage makes it easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles, paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. DD Auto and Salvage in Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787-1204. That's 787-1204 today. See store for details. Winter is upon us, which is the best reason to have a clean and healthy home. This is Daryl with Kim Dry of Northern Utah. Let us come and make your carpets, rugs and upholstery and hardwood as clean as it can be. Platinum certified with the Carpet and Rug Institute and Indoor Air Quality Association. Kim Dry's hot carbonation and quick dry times will leave your homes healthy and ready to combat the cold and flu season. We're a company that you can trust. Call Kim Dry of Northern Utah. Kim Dry of Northern Utah. Kim Dry of Northern Utah. Breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Eric Franson, Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Uh, Utah Jazz in action tonight, taking on the L.A. Clippers, and a bunch of their players are going to be out. Norman Powell, uh, Eddie, Eddie, Paul George. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. I was thinking Eddie George. I don't know where that came from. Yeah, he played a long time ago. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, um, uh, Reggie Jackson is doubtful. So there's a, a, a lot of players for the Clippers not expected to play tonight against the Jazz, so maybe – like that Maybe tor- tonight the Jazz can get out of their slump. The uh, the stars are aligning. The basketball gods have gifted the Jazz a win. But they did that in 2016, and the Jazz blew it. <laughs> and the playoffs were on the line in that uh, game. Yeah. And true. then Jamal Crawford went off for like 30 points. And so the Jazz now, this is everything they should could ever have wanted to get out of their slump. And now they... Uh, I don't know. I just feel like they're going to blow it. Like, this just screams trap game. Like, screaming at the top of your lungs, a banshee scream, the Jazz are going to lose this game somehow. Don't relax. Yeah. Some random guy will go off, like Terrence Mann. <laughs> yeah. He's a, see, he's another one who's already done that. <laughs> Crazy guy. And, of course, the Clippers, they had Zubak. We mentioned this yesterday. Who's your uh, – was he? That yeah, your he's my player, player of the week. Yeah. He goes off for about 30 and 30, almost a 30-30 game, randomly. Last game was Norman Powell. Like, so the Clippers, they've been out some of these guys for multiple games already, and they've won their last two games. Granted, it was the Pacers and Trailblazers. They're not the most elite opponents. But still, Zubak randomly goes for a, you know, a, a, an extremely rare achievement in basketball. Powell goes off for 32 points. Jackson had like 24 points, 12 assists. Granted, I think a couple of those players are also going to be out for this game. So yeah. I don't know who's next. <laughs> On the list, but who knows? Uh, getting to our full court press text line, 5338. Wow, UT is playing a better schedule than the Aggies. What's up with that? It's a lot of bike. And they're, like, they've played five of their seven games on the road. So, like, Utah Tech will probably usually play a better schedule than the Aggies. Yeah, I mean, they've played Washington, Arizona. I mean, those are the two notables. Other than that, it's not notable at all. Like I said, it's it's the nature of the program. Um, 
you have a lot of buy games. You know, that's like buy, B-U-Y, buy games. Yes. You need um, the money. Yeah, it's funding their program. Like Utah State, their football program, they're in a situation where they're not quite to the level of, you know, some teams will play multiple of those, but Utah State football, they play a, a buy game where they're the recipient of the money and they go get their ke- uh, teeth kicked in. Yep. And that's what Utah Tech, they have to be in that situation because – Unfortunately, that's how college that's basketball works. Program. They don't get to play a fair schedule for them. Uh, let's see, eight, nine, six, eight. Aggies lost to Ohio in the first bowl game in a few years under Coach Anderson. Uh, that's right, because they lost the first game under Coach first bowl game with Coach Anderson, and then they won the second one that they went to up at the uh, famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Uh, five, four, five, two. Jason mocking Coach Judkins for his points per game average in college. What did you average when you played? <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll, uh, I played <laughs> soccer. I played intramural soccer. Inter- intramural soccer. So yes. it's my uh, save percentage and goals against, which was actually also really bad. <laughs> Four seven eight one. <laughs> uh, Jazz will win by twenty seven tonight. Uh, it's a bold prediction. I yeah. like it. In honor of Rudy Gobert. Uh, they should be favored. Uh, more on that. Got to take another quick time out and love to hear from you. 435-339-0321. Several families who need help this holiday season have been nominated by trusted individuals. Some of them need winter clothes. Others would like toys or music. And others simply need basic necessities. The Cash Valley Media Group is sponsoring Cares for Christmas. Visit caresforchristmas.org to see what these families need, then drop off your donations to 810 West, 200 North in Logan. Thank you for helping these deserving families, and thanks for caring this Christmas. Happy holidays from Birch Creek Golf Course. For your golfer this Christmas, I invite you to visit birchcreekgolf.com. Birch Creek's online store offers punch passes that are on sale at the spring sale price, as well as driving range passes and discounted golf lessons from our PGA teaching staff. So for your golfer this Christmas, I invite you to visit birchcreekgolf.com and enjoy Birch Creek's virtual online store. And happy holidays from your friends at Birch Creek. Your skis are skinny and your boots tie with leather. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You need up-to-date ski equipment and your kids want the good stuff. Al Sporting Goods has season ski rental for the entire family. Ski and board equipment that you can rent for the entire season. Pick them up now, bring them back in May. And for a limited time, get a free Cherry Peak Lift Pass. Youth season ski or snowboard rental, only $99. Adult season ski or snowboard rentals, only $114. Don't wait. 99 and 114 season ski rental prices will go up. Al Sporting Goods for season ski rentals. Every sport, every season. This is Ryan at My Mattress. A mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At My Mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale, but come into My Mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into My Mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing are what you'll find. Holiday parties and events at the Riverwoods Conference Center offer a festive and fun holiday atmosphere. Paired with catering from the Elements Restaurant, your special occasion can include tasty hors d'oeuvres, delicious entrees, and decadent desserts that always deliver excellence. Now accepting reservations for the 2022 holiday season, the Riverwoods Conference Center and Elements Restaurant can accommodate you whether your event is large or small. Visit theriverwoods.com or call 750-5151. 
Advanced Heating and AC, the two-time gold medal winner in Best in Utah. They're teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you the best furnace units available. And now's the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns cash valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, 752-7272. Or stop by the showroom west of DI. And online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. Hi, this is James with White Pine Funerals. We're excited to host our annual holiday concert featuring a choir and musical ensemble by Jay Richards. All are welcome to attend free of charge. We extend a special invitation to anyone who is missing a loved one this holiday season. Food donations are encouraged at the door for the Cash Food Pantry. Back-to-back performances will take place at White Pine on Thursday, December 1st at 7 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. That's Thursday, December 1st at 7 p.m. or 8.30 p.m. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Uh, this just in. It looks like Norman Powell is out. Reggie Jackson is in for the Clippers tonight. Jazz Clippers will tip off at 7. We'll have pregame coverage at 6.50 here on The Fan, part of the Utah Jazz Radio Network. And um, so Reggie got, Jackson's going for 50 tonight. <laughs> yeah, watch watch for Reggie. Uh, we got some high school hoops on 100.9 Green Canyon. Uh, first game for us and uh, a first broadcast that we'll have for Green Canyon, their second game of the season. Uh, and then Bear River hosting Morgan. Both of those games at 7 o'clock. The Bear River game will be on 104.9, the ranch, and uh, it will be Bear River's uh, second game. Um, so, uh, yeah, watch for those or listen for those games uh, tonight. And then we've got some teams in some tournaments down south, and we're working on trying to line up some personnel to help us call those games uh, in a tournament that's being played in Cedar and one in uh, at, at Pineview High School, but just kind of have to wait and see. But that's uh, Ridgeline Mountain Crest and Skyview all involved there. So we're, we're working on trying to get some of those games covered. We will let you know as soon as we get those details lined out. Yeah, we're running around trying to get all these games covered. And it's weird for me because I'm you know doing the Logan broadcasts, and Logan will have played three games before I do my first broadcast. <laughs> yeah, Clint Payne has been nice to cover a couple of those games for us. Uh, and, uh, and you've just had some conflicts with yeah, uh, Aggie stuff. And yeah, luckily these conflicts will more largely be in the beginning. And then one of the ones we missed was because we just missed the, the game happening. It was a last-minute change. It was after we'd gathered the schedule. Right. So we – and and that's – Partly my that's honestly my fault. I should have been on top of that. So, uh, hey, well, last minute of the show here, just a quick tease. We've been working on this. We've been doing this now for several years, and uh, the release should come out tomorrow. The All Region Eleven football team, uh, as voted on by the voting members of Cash Valley Media Group, uh, we've got a unique set of of people who are at uh, these games, covering these games actively watching them, uh, calling games for multiple teams, and uh, and compiled everybody's votes and uh, put it together. And uh, who will be the MVP of Region 11 
who will be the offensive player of the year, defensive player, coach of the year, and who makes first team, who makes second team, that will be revealed tomorrow. And certainly these lists are fun to put together, but always, in the end, somewhat controversial because people will get mad about who gets left out or who got recognized and who didn't. But uh, yeah, we, we do it all the same. You've heard me going on about the Mountain West Awards, and if you're annoyed by me complaining, now is your chance to get revenge on me <laughs> for all my complaining by now complaining to me. Yeah, watch for that on CashValleyDaily.com. That'll be coming out sometime tomorrow. Until then, have a great night, everybody. Utah Jazz next hour. Hey, it's me, the regular dad. I ask guys like you a few questions, a kind of parenting test. So here goes. What is this sound? 